From odds.com.au HQ, this is the From the Nosebleeds podcast. It was a bit late. Thank you very much for that intro, Jake Eckwood. Yes, it's exciting times because Australia are 1-0 up in the ashes. If uh, you're new to the podcast, hello and welcome to From the Nosebleeds. And that fine work, singing work, was done by uh, the great Jake Eckwood, also known as The Squid, odds.com.au, superstar journo, Jake First time you found yourself in a recording situation there? Sure is, but couldn't be happier to deliver that after on the back of water wind from the Aussies. One nil up and Steve Smith, of course, becoming the fourth Aussie in history to score two tonnes in the one Ashes test. Jeez, he's coming firing and he was pitch perfect on the intro as well. Uh, sitting on, he, well, on his left from my angle on his right, it's James <laughs> Lamb, so not his left at all, is punters.com.au superstar James Lamb, or a.k.a. The Wolf. James, thank you for joining us as always. Thanks for that intro, mate. That was seamless. Yeah, I've, I'm perfect. I've clearly nailed that one down. Uh, big show coming up, of course, episode six. We've got our moments of the week, bank builders as well, and we need to fight back after a relatively poor week last week. Uh, James, you've got the throwback. Squid's got the cult profile. I've got the quiz, and it's about comebacks this week. So We're looking forward to that. The Wolf has been talking up his chances in the quiz. He thinks he's a chance. How many in a row are you going for, James? Uh, three on the bounce, I'm pretty sure. Wowee. Uh, and then finally, we finish off with big calls. It's been, of course, a lot going on in the wide world of sport. As we mentioned, the Aussies up 1-0 and the, in the ashes. And boys, what a performance from the crew and the squad and I thought they were done for. I thought they were going to struggle, to be honest, at one point during that game. But uh, the second innings, very good. Wade and Steve Smith to the rescue. Well, the first innings, I think they were eight for 120-odd, mm. maybe. I could be wrong there. But, yeah, Steve Smith to the rescue in that first innings. And, and then Peter Siddle with their bat as well. That's yeah, the tail wagged in both innings, which was good to see. Paddo put a few into the stands in the second inning. He sure so, did. Yeah, the, the top order's got a bit of work to do, but as long as Steve Smith's making 100 every time he comes to the crease, we should be alright. And I did <laughs> have Paddo for you. man of the match. He didn't quite get there, though. I think there was only one man with his hand up for that trophy. Yeah, to put that into perspective, like 16 months out of the game, and then to come in and just go bang, bang. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that on a cricket field. Very, very impressive. I, I think he, by the end of it, earned the respect of the Edge Baston crowd. But, Jake, one that you've uh, kept your eye on, a man by the name of Jofra Archer looks ready to fly back into the team because of a stellar performance in Kenny. He does. Let's not get too excited. That was a second 11 contest. But State, come, just give <laughs> us the stats. What do you have, six for 27? Six for 27. And not only that, but he also made 100 with the bat. Later on in the day as well. His team were actually struggling at 5 for 40 or when he strutted to the crease. And like he does, the Barbados native, of course, should be playing for the West Indies. That's a story for another day. I don't think. It's the all uh, international team in England, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. They normally have a few South Africans in there. And, and the lot will also in the world of sport. AFL and NRL, of course, keeps ticking on. Nick Kyrgios had a win at the Washington Open, but then... We, got smashed in this next <laughs> he tournament did. he's been played in. Maybe a bit too much partying for Nick? 
I think so. And he's actually the best thing I saw this week as well, Beast. Ooh, if well, you'd like just, to roll away, not yet. We've that. also, so that's uh, US Open less than a month away. So Nick Kyrgios in fine form. Uh, the Boomers team was announced ahead of the World Cup. A few surprises in there. And the NFL preseason has begun. We won't make you wait any longer, Jake. Your moment of the week. Go for it. Yeah, so Nick Kyrgios, he obviously had a huge week winning the Washington Open. But we're going to go back to the semi-final against Greek stars, the Farnos Sitsipas. Now, <laughs> this is pretty crazy. I'm sure you guys would have caught up with they're this. Doubles part. They're doubles partners? They are, which yeah. is why they're why, – I think that's why he's hammed it up a little bit more for the crowd like only Kyrgios can do. But um, <laughs> so at one point in the match, Sitsipas uh, was sitting um, – waiting to come back on. He realised his shoes weren't actually laced up correctly. So, and he didn't have a spare pair of shoes out on court with him. So, Kyrgios actually grabbed the shoes from either his father or someone in the team and ran them out onto the court and gave them to his opponent. I've ne- certainly never seen that in the world of tennis or any sport, really. This is why I love Nick Kyrgios. Keeps things very entertaining, the great man. He's a showman. James, what about you, mate? Uh, my moment of the week... I'm going to Sandown on Sunday. So it was the Crisp Steeplechase. And <laughs> or as I heard it earlier in the day, Crisp Stevenson. I thought you were going to come in with a uh, Collingwood story. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd like to talk more about the pies, but I'll go to the jumps racing, which it gets a bit of a bad rap at times, the jumps. But this clash between Wells and Slowpoke Rodriguez was an absolute ripper. So Wells is a 12-year-old, was carrying 70 kilos, and it was actually headed by Slowpoke Rodriguez with about 50 metres to go. Slowpoke had six kilos less than Wells, so it was entitled to beat it, but Wells, the old boy, kicked back hard and actually regained the lead in the shadows of the post at the end of the 4,200-metre journey. And the first two home put about four lengths on the rest of the field, so it was a good old-fashioned two-horse war down the straight, and it was a a very good advertisement for jumps racing. And uh, for an old fella... As well, yeah, twelve year old. So he it wow. gives it gives hope to the man sitting next year. His birthday's coming up. The oldest of the panel. It, it <laughs> also <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because recently Racing Victoria have brought in a bit of a rule where uh, at the end of your twelve year old season you have to retire. Doesn't matter how well you're going. Really, so yeah, Wells right. horse safety is that? Yeah, yeah. So Wells is absolutely flying at the moment, but he's going to be forced into retirement at the end of this season. Interesting. Well, my moment of the week was arguably the greatest headline I've ever got to write in my entire (laughs) life. And the headline was, American basketball player banned after drug test shows he is pregnant. So, yes, this was American point guard DJ Cooper uh, banned by FIBA, of course, basketball governing body, uh, because a drug test he gave returned uh, a positive result for a pregnancy. He so was clear, obviously borrowing someone else's so, so urine. Clearly, for that one. he was borrowing somebody else's urine. They believe it was his girlfriend. Now he's played in, across Europe. He's played in Greece and uh, played for AEK Athens, uh, Monaco, all the lot. But yeah, I, I believe he swapped it with his girlfriend, so, um, who mustn't have known that what she a way was to pregnant. Find out that your girlfriend's say, pregnant. <laughs> Imagine the doctor. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> failed the drug test. But congratulations. <laughs> yeah, hope it's a boy. Like you know. So yeah, that was. Um, yeah, you have to be pretty stiff. He also played summer league, uh, NBA summer league in 2016. But geez, you try and be tricky, and it comes back t- to bite you in that way. He didn't try very hard, obviously. No, no, no. He clearly didn't. Didn't do his background check. That's for sure. <laughs> and your articles up on odds.com.au, of course. It is Thanks. on odds.com.au with that fantastic headline that I enjoyed, mate. Has his mind on Kyrgios hand delivers his opponent's shoes, which is a, another heading that we never <laughs> thought we'd write. <laughs> All right, there you go. Now let's move on to bank builders. It was a tough week last week. Uh, sadly, we did have a wipeout for the first time in the podcast history, but we're ready to quickly move on 
Uh, and we've done the extra yards of research, I believe. I'm speaking for the team. Yes, I'm getting nods yep. from everybody. Uh, so we're, we're confident in these bank builders. Who'd like to kick us off? Let's go to Squid, I reckon. Right, so I will just say one quick comment on last week, though, before we, uh, <laughs> before we move on. You don't have to be dead to be stiff, do you? Because Richmond missed three no, set he, shots excuses, in the last quarter. Excuses, excuses. I only needed one of those to go through, and we were home. I only had them to cover a seven-and-a-half-point line. Of course, they won by five in the last quarter, so three points out. But anyway, we move You've on. You've just got to be thankful for your super sub, Nick Slade, who came in in your spot while you are in Hawaii, who's just kept you afloat on our leaderboard. Of course, our leaderboard, we're keeping track. $200 on bank builders, How $50 on big calls. Uh, we were in the black last week course that number has dropped slightly <laughs> um i will uh, and this is all in a bid to to buy a, i think it's a group car now yep uh a that van. yes a, van. a holiday a holiday car yep um i'll get to what car it is but just considering the amount of money we got it's a good find <laughs> so i'm sticking with the tigers this week by one to 39 points over the blues on sunday which gets you a nice collect a little bit more than your regular bank builder collect actually two dollars 22 at ladbrokes so ladbrokes are your Best odds for this one. So Richmond are flying, as we know, six wins on the trot. I'm taking Carlton to keep this one close. So they've won five of their last eight, of course, since David T took over as caretaker coach. And they look pretty good against the Eagles last Sunday, even though they ended up losing by four goals. They're scoring a lot more points, about 15 points more per game since Teague took the reins. So Tigers by 1-39 to 39 at the nice odds, $2.22 at Ladbrokes. Very nice. Uh, James, or shall I go? Uh, no, I'll go. I'll okay. go. Uh, I'm going to Flemington on Saturday, so they're racing at headquarters, which is always good. Race seven, number seven, my pendant at around two dollars fifteen. So this horse went up at two dollars thirty, which was quickly snapped up. But I'm happy to take the current price because I think she'll start closer to about a dollar seventy or a dollar eighty. Get in early, time, punters. Get in early. The race rolls around. So two starts back, she started five dollars against the likes of Amphitrite. Very elegant and fundamentalist in the Group 3 vanity, which is... A couple of yours in there, James. Yeah, a couple of mine. Big fan of very elegant. And obviously, Saturday's race is far inferior to that one that she lined up in. So, I also really liked her first up effort. First up over 1,200. She was second to Sylvia's mother, which was, I think, my last winner on here, which was a few weeks ago, which is disappointing. But anyway... (laughs) Uh, maps beautifully for Damien Oliver And I think she'll get the job done for punters Very nice uh, I'm surprised going back to the golf again uh, Sadly the great streak came to an end last week Talk um, us through what happened with your boy Glover Well Lucas, he made the cut So right. I thought if he ma- and that was, This was a top 40 bet So I thought if Lucas Glover's making the cut Danny's brother <laughs> Oh no, come on, surely not again I'm happy with that, I like it No, that's no good It's no good uh, I thought he would uh, I thought he would progress and, and make it to the top 40 uh, But Third and fourth round were mediocre at best, and uh, he missed out on the top forty. But this week, it's the uh, the start of the FedEx Cup playoff, so uh, the Northern Trust event at Liberty National Golf Course. And I like the look of Webb Simpson. So he's in unreal form at the moment, coming in off a pair of seconds. He's finished top thirty in his last nine events, uh, and has had five top tens from sixteen events this year. So uh, going great guns, Webb Simpson. Throwing the fact that he's also got two top fifteens at this course. Uh, and he's the only real one of the top runners that has that stat. So top 20, Webb Simpson at $2.30. You can go sports bet, points bet, or bet easy with that. The rest of the bookies have him a little bit lower. So uh, if you're going to have a back of Webb Simpson, jump on with those bookmakers. Uh, James, you got some other racing tips for us? Yeah, I'll just touch on these ones quickly. There's a bit of a cult figure 
returning to the races on Saturday, Jumbo Azaki. Jumbo Azaki. I thought you were going to say Tom Melbourne, to be honest. Not Tom <laughs> Move on from Tom Melbourne. Jumbo's, <laughs> Jumbo's the next horse on Jumbo's the scene. He's, uh, he returns in race three, number 12, $3.40. I think he's struck a very winnable race first up. Uh, another one I liked, race four, Shahitsi, won by a mile last start at Caulfield. And this doesn't look much harder than that. $3 you're getting early days with, I think, 3.65 offering that. It might be shorter elsewhere. Uh, feature race is the Group 3 Ori Star and Milwaukee looks a great each way play at around 750 uh, for the win, 260 to play. So Milwaukee, a, another one of yours. Another mm. one of mine. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, faithful when it comes to these horses, but he's he's had five runs over the Flemington 1200 and he's never missed a top two finish. So oh, yeah. he's got he's got Ooh. the runs on the Load board. up, punters. I'm Load up. Jumping on that. Yes, please. Yeah, so the place, probably the way to go with Milwaukee there. Jake, what's the time for? It's time now for our throwback. And Wolf, you're staying in your lane this week with a racing throwback. Yeah, I thought I'd go to racing. So he's got so many lanes. Let's be honest. That's it's very true. Very true. Thanks, guys. Man uh, of many lanes. Controversial <laughs> jockey Danny Nikolic. He hasn't ridden in a race since September 2012 due to a range of issues, mostly <laughs> related to former Victorian Chief Steward Terry Bailey. However, he was back in the news last week after it was reported that he's attempting to get re-licensed to ride in New South Wales. So that got me thinking about one of Nikolic's more bizarre incidents that occurred at Ballarat back in 2009. So Your hometown. My hometown. I wasn't, I wasn't there on the day, but I don't think many people would have been because it was a... <laughs> what are you trying to say, James? A winter meeting at Ballarat. Uh, a little bit chilly. So he was set to ride the heavily backed favourite Kookaburras in the opening race uh, when the horse cast a plate on the way to the barriers. So as the horse was being reshod by the farrier, Nikolic wandered over to an esky positioned near the start and pulled out a VB can. So I'm not sure why there was an esky <laughs> there, but a lead athlete. Anyway, so he took a swig and the starter relayed what he saw to stewards and Nikolic's mount was declared a late scratching. So this horse was heavily oh, backed. Oh. If the owners had made the trip to Ballarat, oh. they would have been It would have been on, on for young and old. Can you imagine? Anyway, Nikolic was later charged with misconduct and fined $200 for taking a sip of the Green Demon, despite <laughs> his <laughs> claims <laughs> that he spat out the beer after swishing it around his mouth. So I don't his, believe that. His explanation that he told stewards was, I was dehydrated. I'd been in the saunas. I went to where we get a drink, and the only thing in there was beer. I took a swig, rinsed my mouth, and spat it out. It would not have registered. So that was just the do start. Do you believe that, James? I do believe that he oh. did it. I don't know. There's no reason why he would take mm. a swig of beer before a race. It's yeah, just, true. Yeah, especially the opening race. It would have been like pre-midday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, five, five, five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, you must have had a dry mouth, but it seems like a whole. It seems bizarre anyway. Well, dry mouth and nickel. But it was a it was a good, <laughs> very good advertisement for VB, but not as good as a certain David Boone. Oh yes, Squidlet. Can you recall? Dead set legend. Can you recall how many VB cans Booney sunk on that infamous flight from Sydney to London? I can. Gone fifty. Two. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Very impressive. Is that what, part of the quiz? Because I need all the help I can get in the quiz. So. My question is why? Why not mean? 32? That's what Lingy said. Yeah. Yeah. No, because the previous record was in the high 40s, I'm pretty sure. And then after that many, I don't think he had any idea how many more he would have drunk. So, Can you imagine how often he was getting up to go to the toilet? I hope he had an aisle seat. That <laughs> would have been story bloody goes, annoying. Though, the story goes that they had to take shifts with him. So to keep him going, the whole team really wanted him to get this record. This is so on the way come, to an Ashes series. Yeah. They would come, 89, was it? 
pretty sure it was 89. Yeah. Which Our times have changed. Well. Our times um, have changed. So they would take sessions with him. So two hours, they'd drink three, four cans with him. And then like, all right, who's up next? And then the next guy would come sit next to him on the plane just to keep his energy levels up. What a machine. Keep him going. Yeah, the uh, footage of him getting off the plane is hilarious because he's got his um, suit on, his Australian <laughs> suit on, and they're basically holding him up. I'm surprised they didn't walk out with the, with the <laughs> beer snake with all yeah. the cans connected or holding them all up or something. It's a great effort. Incredible. Scenes. D Boone, three votes. I'm yeah. trying to think of anything that can rival that, and I, I just – I don't. I mean, you can. I always think of Bob Hawke mm. was a, a people favourite at the cricket, uh, sculling a beer. Even when he was in his eighties, mm. he was doing it. Man of the people, Bobby Hawke. Not quite fifty-two though. Is Not it? quite fifty-two. No. And he held the record for the fastest yard glass yard ever glass. as well. So it wasn't here's, just the beer at the cricket. Here's a funny story. I tried to get uh, a thing at my friend's eighteenth to start. This was years ago. Of everyone would do a yard glass. Mm. Didn't cotton on. What from yourself? It was just rubbish. That's it was for just sure. A, I bought I bought a yard glass and nobody took a single sip out of it. Would you put soft drink in it? Put that in. A, put that in horrible, horrible <laughs> ideas. <laughs> stiff from you, Jake. Stiff from me. <laughs> All right, let's move on from that quickly, James. Please. All right, what are we moving to, Matthew? I believe we're moving to the cold profile, Jakey. We are. So heading back to the 2000 Sydney Olympics for this one, boys. One of the most memorable silver medals. From that Olympics is when jumping Jai Tarima became an instant Australian cult hero. Basically, straight away with cool sunnies on, his black hair slicked back and a diet. Real gasp of hair in there, Ziggy's a day. And KFC, jumping Jai won the admiration of the Australian public. Oh, and by the way, it was the same night as Cathy Freeman won the 400 metre gold as well. That's how well we did that night. So, Lammy, I'm sure you'll remember this. And being our racing a resident racing guru as well. Remember Horse the VRC? Racing, not necessarily. Athletics. He loves athletics. Jumping Jai was actually asked to parachute in to Flemington at the 2000 Melbourne Cup. Can you remember that one? I do not remember Parachute that. in. He was. He parachuted was in. that based on the success of Nicky Webster's entrance? <laughs> oh, I so. You look I like a real so. strawberry kisses <laughs> kind of fan, James. So jumping Jai. Uh, on, now, Jake, now that's, your, that's your cue, mate. You love a sing. Give us a bit of strawberry kisses. In now, oh, I'd <laughs> love to. I actually would love to, but I don't. I can't oh, remember that. No, one. I don't buy um, that. The Australian Federal Police he works at now, Jumping Jai. So I got us thinking, boys. What other athletes can you think of with horrible diets? Horrible diets. I'll give you one off the bat. Oh, David Shane, Boone. David Boone. Boone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We've got a theme through this episode now, haven't we? Uh, Warney, is there Eight a commentary only? stint where he doesn't mention Hawaiian pizza? He loves his Hawaiian pizza. He does. Yeah. And he's the only Aussie on the Sky Sports commentary team at the moment as well, which is really doing my head in because there's that much English commentary on there. But anyway. There's I can't, a, yeah, I can't remember his name, but there's a current cyclist. Oh, I think he might be a sprinter who loves a bit of uh, Dirty Bird, but I can't remember who it is. <laughs> dirty yeah. Bird. Just yeah. loves a bit of fried chicken. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Australian? Yeah, I might do a bit of Googling. Caleb now. Ewan is the uh, the lead Australian sprinter at the moment. Um Got me thinking. There's mm-hmm. a video I watched a fair while ago, uh, an NBA preseason video. Yeah, I think it was Glenn Big Baby Davis, and uh, he would eat a mountain of pasta for breakfast, just a massive pile of like more than like just every day. carb loading. That's all right. Two or three servings every day. Well, that was what he was eating pre-game. Probably is that because it was preseason though, so he was trying to maybe maybe fuel but, up um, for breakfast. Yeah, no, I keep leaving me right stuff. out of that. Yeah. Ryan Bailey was the name of that. Ryan, Ryan Bailey. Bailey. I do remember him. Go. Yeah. Good get from you, James. He's quick on the fingers with the uh, <laughs> the Google search. All right. Uh, 
unless we have any more input there, it's time for everybody's favourite segment. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Quizzical. And here's your host, Matt Hickey. Well, thank you, everybody. James, please. Too much applause from you. You're up off your chair applauding me. Thank you, James. You too, Squid. Absolute no, pleasure. Let's get quizzical. It's episode six of the pod, and uh, we all know that everybody loves Let's Get Quizzical. Uh, we had some normality last week, and long may it continue, because uh, two weeks ago, James, you took over the quiz, and let's be honest, it was an absolute debacle. It was a raging success. <laughs> that, is, that is a lie. Uh, so long may this reign of, of me hosting continue. Um, Righto, Beast, get on with it. Yeah, okay. So Steve Smith's uh, epic comeback to Test Cricket was our inspiration this week. So comebacks, that is the topic. Uh, let's get a buzzer test from you both, Jake. Oh, I love that squelch, James. Yep, sounds about right. Let's begin. Question number one. Hands on buzzers, thank you. What was the score in Super Bowl 51 before the Patriots famously came back and squid? 28-3. That is correct. One to squid. Good start. James, you go, mate. You wanted to keep your winning streak going. Marathon, not a sprint, Matthew. Oh, okay. Question two: Multiple choice. After being beaten around by Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson was asked, "Where do you go from here, Mike?" His comeback was, "I don't know, man. I might just fade into." Was it security, Bolivian, or making cameos in movies? Bolivian. It was Bolivian, and I think we've got that audio. Let's have a listen. Where do you go from here, Mike? I don't know, man. I might just fade into Bolivian. You know what I mean? um, <laughs> <laughs> that is cracking audio. That's a bit of a um, similar nice vein as the uh, spinal. When he ends, very good my back is broken. Uh, so that's one, one. Question two, uh, three, sorry. A seagull famously rose from the dead thanks to the help of Bobby Quiney in the baby. Jake? You've gone early. I didn't actually mean to go that early. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> scrub that. That is horrendous. It was against. It was against. He's trying to quickly move on. Hobart. Hurricanes. <laughs> that is not the question. Okay, yeah. God, Jesus, save us all. Uh, in, the, in 2015, what was the seagull's name, James? Seagull's name? Jesus. Uh, I think it was named after the fact. I don't know what its name was prior. Or okay. if it, Hang on. Know. That's enough for the hints, please. Uh, <laughs> let's go with Sid. Sammy. Oh. Sammy the Seagull. Jeez, I thought that was an Jeez, absolute gimme. Uh, question four. How many shots did Happy Gilmore come back from against Shooter McGavin on the back? Seven. Incorrect. On the back nine of the Tour Championship, bonus point. I'll get to the oh. bonus point, but James, do you have an answer? Shooter McGavin, Happy Gilmore. How yeah, many shots I reckon he was nine behind. No, he was four behind. That's yeah, okay. oh, closer than we thought. But you get... Uh, you, uh, no, I'll throw the bonus point up to either of you. Here you go. Bonus point. If you can tell me who played his mentor, Chubbs Peterson. Who the actor was. And what other famous role that actor had. <sighs> Why have you buzzed in if you don't know it? Um, I've got a new tactic this week. <laughs> Just buzz in early and not get the question. I don't question. know. You're <laughs> up to you, let me. No, I don't know. It was Carl Weathers. Okay. Who played question. Apollo Creed. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's enough little giggling <laughs> from you there, Jay. Question five, score's still tied at 1-1. Before he's come back in 1995 to the NBA, what team did Michael Jordan sign for in Manila? Chicago White Sox. That is correct. And he played with the affiliate, the Birmingham Barons. Great doco too, 30 for 30. How many questions left? Uh, there is two questions left and I do have a tiebreaker stored. Okay. Question six, multiple choice. Your host, Matt Hickey, recently won his oh. division. Oh, I was waiting for it. His Division 5 basketball grand final. How many points did he score in the final minute to help his team come back and win? Was it... Jake? 
He doesn't get the rest of the question. No, he doesn't. Four points. Incorrect. Was it four, seven, or nine? And geez, that's handy because he's guessed one of the multiple choice answers, oh. so it's a 50-50. James, have a think about yeah, who I, I am as a person. Yeah, you would go the largest number. So let's go nine. That is correct. Oh, you nodded then before he before he said it. <laughs> two, two. Oh, we've got a good finish though. Question seven. So this is the final question. This yeah. is, and it's a gettable one. It's two, two. What did ex-AFL player Tom Lonigan injure before Marcus? That was James. Uh, injured his kidney. That is correct. And James Lamb keeps his hot streak going in sensational fashion. Hang your head in shame, Jake. It's hung. It's equid. Uh, and James, this is what you've won. You've won a multi from Jake worth one dollar. And for some reason, we've got a Netherlands theme to this multi. No <laughs> idea why. That's just the way it turned out. So you've got the Netherlands over the UAE in the T20. You've got Michael van Gerwen in the Brisbane Masters darts. You've got Netherlands over Korea in volleyball. I believe that's Olympic qualifiers. And then you've got Royal Never Give Up over Invictus Gaming in the eSports multi at $8.40. Tell me how you feel, James. I feel good. I feel like Never Give Up feature in every multi. We do, we're yeah. big on it. They're friends of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Very good. Good, good, good friends of the podcast. I wish I could sort of translate my quiz form into tipping form. This so is the you're week. A very good mm. quiz. He's a real quiz. I'm going to have to find something that maybe really pushes your limits and tests you out. Well, that was that went right down to the wire. That did. That was. And I that actually pressed it first, but we'll just continue. It's no, fine. I don't think you All did. Good. All right, let's move on. Otherwise, Jake will send one up to the uh, to the stewards. Yeah, That's we might have to actually. <laughs> he's he's on the signal. For the team. <laughs> uh, time for big calls. Let's get straight into things, Jake. I believe you have an EPL multi for I us. I do, but just before we get into that beast, there was another big sporting event this week that we haven't actually covered off on just yet. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, and then once again, I'm not surprised as well. I did knock over Is the beast a- on Friday afternoon no, table no, tennis no, no, no. last Friday. <laughs> 21-17 was the score, and the highlights are coming up now. No, they're not really. No. <laughs> so it's the EPL multi. So I was like, what I'm audio <laughs> have you got here that stitched me up? Yeah, you um, weren't happy. He calls me out onto the table, Lammy, very confident. It was supposed to be a fun wiped game. It. Oh, fun game. James, wiped him James off the knows court. that All I am a former champion. So I'm taking yeah, me not now. By I'm the way, taking Man U and Chelsea to draw. Can I quickly, sorry, I I tease the car and I haven't actually given okay, it Okay, no worries. The All car, good. by the way, that we can afford this week for our trip is a 2002 Peugeot 406 SV Auto. It's got Peugeot a s- or Peugeot? <laughs> Take your Is pick. it a knockoff? <laughs> yeah, no, that's why it's so cheap. <laughs> L- Louis Button. <laughs> yep, fair call. Uh, the exciting news is it's got a sunroof, so that's exciting. That Again, I'm waiting for jokes about it fitting my giant head. I think no, that- we, we can't be recycling the same jokes every yeah, week. Um, but sadly, it's done 331,000 kilometres. <laughs> So, Jake, please save us. I will. So, I'm taking Manu and Charlotte. Oh, by the way, EPL kicks off this weekend. So, head over to odds.com.au for my full season preview. So, this weekend, week one, taking Manu and Chelsea to draw into Everton to beat Crystal Palace. We've got you a very juicy collective $9.01. So, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Frank Lampard will, of course, be coaching United and Chelsea, respectively, this season. Both these coaches very inexperienced and will not want to start the season with a loss. And also, I'm very bullish on Everton this campaign. They've recruited well, including England midfielder Fabian Delph 
from Man City. And I'm actually taking them to make the top six at $4.20 in my preview, which, as mentioned, is up on site now, odds.com.au. So just a recap quickly, your big call, what's the multi? So big call. So Man U and Chelsea to draw in probably with what is the best fixture of the opening weekend into Everton to beat Crystal Palace, which gets you a big call type of collect of $9.01. Oh, wowee, James. This is a real big call. Oh, yes. Did your voice just go a semitone deeper than when you said that? Forget about the $9. (laughs) This one's paying 24 squid. Now, that is a big call. It's a monster. It does somewhat smack of desperation because (laughs) I'm languishing down the bottom of the ladder. But anyway. Well, if you have a wipeout this week, um, I've contacted a friend of the podcast, Nigerian Prince, yep. uh, who <laughs> said he's going to be happy to reinvest into you if you wipe <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I've week. seen a few of his emails. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's actually a really good bloke. He's yeah. just started writing back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to Flemington on Saturday, and we're going with a, a little place multi. So three legs, race five, number four, Royal Order at two dollars eighty. Into race eight, number seven, Milwaukee at two sixty, and then we're coming home with Humboldt Current in race nine at three dollars thirty, and you're getting twenty four dollars with Neds at the at the current prices. They obviously subject to change. They are, and that stinks of a coworker of ours, David Hocking, who loves a place multi. Yeah, but he's he usually has like nine legs That's and right. gets gets eight legs <laughs> and then gets bundled out. So I've gone I've gone with three legs and plenty of value there. Uh, my big call this week I've got Webb Simpson top thirty. That was my bank builder. Uh, that's two dollars thirty. I've got into Leicester beating Wolves. Leicester at home. Um, they also beat them in this fixture last year, so they're two dollars ten. And then. Potentially to my own demise, I'm going against our NRL tipping man, Fletch. Oh, this is risky. Fletch is in form too. He's he's very good tips to Fletch. Catch all his tips on odds.com.au. I'm going with the Canberra Raiders at two bucks over the Roosters. Oh, I like the, the I reigning like, premier. I like the Raiders at the moment. Uh, the Raiders are at home. They've won their last four. The Roosters also in good touch, but I think the Raiders' form line reads a bit better. And uh, at home, I think it evens. They're a good chance. Put all that together, $9.66 with Sportsbet. Happy punting. Happy punting indeed. All right, I think that is all we have time for, James. Thank you as always. And hopefully your tipping can really light us up this week. I'm looking forward to going four in a row with the quiz next week. Oh, he's, he's clearly moved his focus <laughs> when he comes into this podcast. Uh, you'll be back next week, Squid. You will be back next week. And again, good luck with your tipping as well. Thank you very much, Beast. We'll see you this time next week. Absolute pleasure. Happy punting, everybody. Have a great week. And don't forget to tune in again next week for another episode of From the Nosebleeds. 